Hey, what's up, world? We're back and better than ever. This is episode 35. I'm Ernie C, and this is... Shoot that shit. Don't worry. Shit the shit. You'll get the shit. Hey, what's up, world? It's Ernie C, the Gap Tooth Genius. Like you're here on top of this uh, pod. This is episode 35. Good lord, I can't believe it, man. Sometimes, uh, like today was just one of those days. I was like, damn, I gotta do the podcast, y'all. I gotta put something now. I gotta make sure it's right. Um, and I didn't know if I had the topics in mind. I wanted to wait a day or two because. I felt like I could uh, not research, but kind of get a clear mind on when I talk, what I wanted to talk about. But you know what? Sometimes you just got to put it out there and how it comes out, how it is, how it's gonna be. And I just want to welcome everybody back to the podcast. This is the STS Shooting the Shit Podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at STS Podcast Six Six One. And I gotta remember, man, we're going. We're, we're on the come up right now. We're coming up. Uh, podcast numbers were great this week. Season two, uh, people really tuned in for that. I think the promotion for that was really great. I'm really grateful for everybody um, tuning in. Uh, returning listeners, this show is nothing without you. This uh, this can't happen without people listening and people coming back to listen and growing on numbers. Uh, new listeners, welcome to the show. I am the host, creator, founder. All that good stuff. This is my podcast. My name is Ernie C. The Gap Tooth Genius. Make sure you subscribe and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you can find your podcast. I promise you we're going to be on there. It's sun- It's a Saturday evening. I'm almost at Sunday because I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans play right now. Um, it's been a great, great uh, eight days since I last heard from you guys. We're going to get down to it. We're going to get down to... um. You know, we have Tom Brady retiring. Uh, should the Lakers trade Kuzma? Uh, we're going to go into the controversial topic that's affecting almost every American this week. Um, I, Iran and the United States, their relations, my thoughts on that. Um, Aaron Hernandez is going to come back to the limelight, coming back from the dead in a way. Uh, looks like they're going to release a, a docuseries on Netflix about that. So I'm going to give my thoughts about that. And uh, we have the Academy Awards. We've got several things I want to talk about. Um, Mac Miller's new album's gonna be out here too, so we got we we got a stack show. I got um I got a lot that I want to vent. I want to talk about a lot of that going on in my life. Uh, not to get too uh, I don't like share everything I got going on, but uh, I got a new relationship that I want to talk about and how I want to be a better man and uh just something that I really want, something that I've been working um I guess towards for several years now and um. It's something you just gotta do as a man. Sometimes you just gotta do the right thing, and uh, sometimes you gotta just be happy, y'all. And I hope you guys um really support. I hope you guys really can relate to that and uh, see how it goes. Again, appreciate everybody tuning in. Appreciate everybody telling somebody about the podcast. Make sure y'all subscribe to us. Make sure you download every episode. Uh, there's about thirty four that you guys need to listen to for your new listeners. So tune in. I think it's gonna. I think it's real. Um, 
it's real therapy for me. Again, this is a solo podcast. Was trying to get a guest on, but that didn't work out. We're gonna have some guests probably in the next couple of weeks. But I don't want to just overflow the podcast with guests. I want it to be meaningful. I don't want to force anything. I don't want to just spit shit and it doesn't stick, you know. So make sure you guys tune in. Make sure you guys continue coming back. And when you come back, the deal season will tell you what you need to do. Now do me a favor. All right, y'all, this is the Lend Me Your Ear segment. We're here to converse lightly with no specific topic or objective in mind. Basically, we're here to shoot the shit, and I'm not here to change your mind. I'm not here to uh, make you think a certain way. I'm not here to alter your thinking. I'm not trying to do anything of that nature. I'm just really talking about what I feel and how I feel about certain situations and my opinion on things. And, uh, man, let me just... Before we give, before we dive into that, before we dive into like celebrity news and shit that we have no control over, or it doesn't really hit close to home, um, I want to give a big R.I.P. to Nick. Um, man was just 19 years old. He's one of my friends' little brothers. Tragically, was murdered last week in the field, y'all. Um, sad man. You gotta think. Uh, I'm 28 years old, and what would I be if I? What would happen if I was gone at 19? Uh, I wouldn't be, I, I wasn't, I was just a kid, uh, just a baby, and um, I was there this weekend for, or this week for the wake, um, just to show my condolences and whatnot, make make my short appearance, just wanted to give, you know, my listener family, just, you know, just tell them I'm thinking about them and praying for you guys, and I can't, and it's sad that anybody has to go through this um, at any time of their lives, but 19 years old, um, it's too young, y'all, it's too, um, it's too soon. I don't think no mother should have to bury um, their child that young. No mother should have to bury the child um, at all. And um, you know, you see an East Side boy um, gone, and uh, it just it just hurts, man. It just it hurts to see my friend um, in pain. It hurts to see my her family in pain. Uh, there were so many people there showing love to him to see those people in pain. Um, it's really, really uh, sad circumstances, and honestly, it's it's a, it's a too it's it's too often it too it happens too many too many times to people we know, and I hope that uh, it's something that um 2020. I hope we stop, man. I hope we see what our actions how our actions affect other people, and it's it's just sad, man. Again, big sh- big um big prayers from a listener family. Praying for you guys, thinking about y'all. Um, big, I want to give up um, some prayers to the Herrera family, and um, I know they lost their grandpa. Shout out to my guy Vincent and Michael. Um, it's just crazy, man. Just see people you know know your life, and they're no longer here. Something that I was dealing with 2019. Um, it sucks, man. It really hurts, and you know, uh, you guys know I help coach basketball at Foothill High. And um, this week, this week, man, we were just really talking about being appreciative. You know, we're trying to tell our guys it's sometimes it's bigger than basketball. It is bigger than basketball. It's not just what's on the floor and what we could teach them on the court. It's about what we could teach them on at. We could teach them in life. What we could, uh, we could really just tell them what I wish someone would have told me when I was in high school. When I was at Foothill, I'm a Foothill alumni. Like I said this several times. I take a lot of pride. And being alumni on this staff, and uh, Coach Davis was really telling the kids, you know, some of these guys, 
Um, and it's natural. You know, we all go through it when we're that age. But some of them are really unappreciative and not really um, conscious of what's going on. And, you know, when people, when adults and someone's taking the time out to help you or you're going through something and you really keep dissing them, you're not showing to practice, you're making excuses, you're lying to us, which is cool, you know. Do what you got to do, but you... Remember, this is a family thing. Family don't do that to each other. Family doesn't turn their back on each other. Family keeps it. Be honest. At least be honest. Admit you fucked up, and um, let's keep it pushing. But, you know, Davis really said something today that, or a couple days ago that really opened my eyes as a coach and as a person, you know, who's teaching young people and who's being a role model for young people. And it's, um, the odds are against you, man. The odds are stacked against any Latino and black man, um, black kids from the east side uh, in any poverty uh, stricken area uh, the odds are against you man you have to be good and excel at that good is not being good is not good enough in this society y'all um, being good is uh, th- it's, it's surprising you gotta you know we got obstacles are set up, uh, um, are set before us that we have to uh, jump, hop over, go through, break through, and then some. We're um, we're we're not looked at in the same light as the people from the other side of the town, and it's it, it got me teary, man. It got me real emotional because some of these kids are never gonna make it out. Some of these kids um, are never gonna understand that, and they're not gonna make it. And I know that's um, we. I wish I could save all my guys. They're all like little brothers to me, and. Um, we're not going to save them all. Um, I'm not going to say names, you know, but some of these kids, man, they uh, they think they're real tough, y'all. And that's cool. I've been there, you know. I thought I was a tough motherfucker, too, when I was in high school. But um, like my guy David said, the world's going to eat you up, spit you out, and not give a fuck about you. And um, it that's, that's reality, y'all. Um, some of us are not strong-minded individuals. Some of us are not... Um, are not um, we're not intelligent enough. We're not we're not taught to be above our above the influence. We're not taught to be above um, you know to be leaders, to be good role models, set examples. We're here, most of us, some of us are followers. We're gonna do whatever feels the cool thing to do. You know whatever fits in. Whatever's gonna get us get us ladies. Whatever's gonna um, give us that 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 clout, that social media clout. Whatever gives us that um. That five minutes of fame and looking to prove ourselves. It sucks, man. I know there's a kid that I really care about. Um, you know, he he's in the streets and he's in workforce now. And it really breaks my heart that uh, he can't, he, you know, I don't know if we could save him. Don't know if I could save him. You know, you could chip at, you know, the chip away at his head, tell him, you know, this ain't the way to go. Say this life, this life only has two results. And I think everybody who knows this life, um, you knows you either go, you you're going to jail or you're gonna die in the streets if you keep living this life. And you know, you want to put in that work, but it's not, it's not worth it, y'all. It's not. I'm trying to, you know, it's a, it's an everyday battle. It's more than coaching basketball. I tend to forget that sometimes too. Um. I think about all the time, you know, we're in the gym and is this really going to work or is this worth it sometimes? And this weekend, I just, this week really showed me, yeah, it is worth it. Everything that we talk about is worth it. It's 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 real life. We're not here just to teach basketball. We're here to teach life. And um, I just hope that y'all realize that, you know, sometimes 
we look out for y'all just to just hope we don't have to go through what we see when the homies go through. Where I see all my, I see I, I lost people out here too. Like we all have people, people get shot, people get killed in jail, locked up on drugs, stuck on drugs. Never leave the light, never get out of that fucking hole. If y'all listen to podcast, these previous podcasts, we had some people on here talking about that hole. Um, that's why I'm so adamant about telling people my sobriety, about my obstacles, my struggles that I've been through because um, I'm hoping it could hits home with somebody else and if I could teach somebody else how to do this thing, um, hopefully I could save somebody. Um, somebody listening to me, oh fuck, that guy Ernie said that. Um, so I really got a, um, I really got a good reality check and um, I'm going to continue to try to be the best person, be the best man I can for these kids. Um, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than a game of basketball. I'm in a great opportunity to help kids out, and I'm really appreciative of that. Um, and hopefully, uh, we, well, you know, like I guess on the basket on the court, I hope we have a great season. I hope we knock it out. I hope we're gonna, you know, we're gonna bounce back from our losses. But sometimes, um, I guess the biggest our L's is how we're gonna. Um, our L's are really are going to be the way that we um, we learn the best lessons in life so i hope you guys really realize that if any of my players are listening um sad man like i said my guy just you know i was talking about him beginning his podcast um my my friend's little brother nick gone uh, over some stupid shit and i don't want none of my guys to go through that man i want none of these young kids try to be tough and they pop off to the wrong guy and that you know that person really with it and they and they press them. They make them. They show them that we know I'm really about this life too. And um, it's real sad, man. It's um, you know, shout out to all my players though who are who who understand this game. Who are really starting to understand like what high school is gonna bring after what the, what life after high school is gonna bring to them. And who actually do listen. Who do care? Like yo, coach, you okay? You're telling me to get this job, save this money. I understand why. I shoot my mom forty dollars every check. I understand why. You know um. Being man, but owning up to their mistakes is something I'm really big on. Um, just admit that you're wrong. We could keep pushing. I gotta do this shit. I'm sure y'all gotta do it too. Sometimes we fuck up and we just gotta admit we fucked up. My bad. It's you know, I, I'm I understand why and I'm gonna make sure that it doesn't happen again. Sometimes we gotta do that. Sometimes, um, that's just part of being a man, being an adult. It doesn't have to be a man, like, you know, it could be a woman too. Just being the adult, just admitting where you're wrong and understanding that it's better, it's more than just talking about it, showing, it's taking actions to show that it doesn't happen again. So, um, valuable lessons in life. I'm still learning, man. You know, I've been, I'm 28 now, about to be 29 pretty soon, and, you still see these lessons that they brought tears to my eyes when we were talking about this with the boys and I still get I get teary eyed man I get emotional because I don't want none of my guys to be stuck in the system I don't want none of my guys to be hurt I don't want none of my guys to fuck up because they were ignorant I want my guys to win I want everybody I love to win and I still get emotional about it because you spent time with these guys you see them grow since they're freshmen and now they become seniors and it's re- it's a reality check, you know. We're not gonna all become millionaires. We're not gonna all get out of this fucking city. We're not gonna all get out of poverty. We're all not. We're not gonna all um, live up to our potential. But whatever I could do to help them live up to that potential, and hopefully they get some life lessons from us. Um, I'm really hoping for that, and let's see what happens, man. And um, speaking of living up to potential, huh, 
AEW, let's go into wrestling. AEW, something light, something I like. <laughs> that's something that's not so heavy, you know? Um, AEW, we're going to probably just bring on AEW this week. Um, I watched a lot of WWE, and I, let me see here. I guess we go to the Brock Lesnar um, this past Monday. Paul Heyman, his manager, on screen manager. Brock Lesnar is going to enter the Royal Rumble at number one. Um, that's really interesting. Um, he's the WWE champion. Um has been done before, of course, but I was thinking he was going to defend this title against somebody else um, at WrestleMania or at the Royal Rumble. It doesn't look like it's going to be that way. It doesn't look like he's going to just enter the Royal Rumble and uh, try to go through 29 other superstars. And um, I'm interested in this. I think this is exactly what WWE wanted. Um... You want people to talk about the Royal Rumble. You want people to bring interest to the Royal Rumble. You want to put eyes on this shit. And um, I think they're doing a really good job at doing that. And uh, they're doing exactly what they thought they could do. And that's get people talking. Um, Brock Lesnar at number third, at number one. So this is the scenario I'm thinking. This isn't all based on any other opinion. This is just based off my opinion. I think we go probably three ways with this. One way is have him... Go through everybody. Um, you know, he'll have his battles once in a while. And um, I think we have him going number number one and just fucking slide through everybody. And he wins it all. And uh, I'm sure he'll break records on the way of eliminations. Longest time in the Royal Rumble. Um, they're going to get that. Uh, and he just maybe challenges Bray Wyatt or how the winner of Bray Wyatt and Daniel Bryan's going to be at Royal Rumble. Have him do that and we unify the titles. Um, one thing about a lot of sports, uh, boxing, wrestling, uh, there's too many titles. They mean nothing. When you have that many titles, they fucking mean nothing at the end of the day. They become really uh, diluted and they become... Um, it's too many, I guess you could say. There's, it's not... Um, it's... Um, it's just like rap. It's like hip hop. There's so many people in the game now. It saturates the game. It takes away the spe It takes away any type of um, uniqueness in the game. So hopefully we can fix that problem. That's one route we can go. Second route, um, we have Lesnar. You know, you have these matchups that we haven't seen. Kind of dream matchups. So Keith Lee of the world. Um, Whoever the hell is out there that we could put him against that we haven't seen with people against since NXT maybe SmackDown. Um, there's a few guys out there that could um, possibly match up with Brock. We see how the crowd reacts to those guys, and if we get any type of reaction from any of these face-to-face um, -face, uh, confrontations, hopefully we could get um, a matchup. At WrestleMania or SummerSlam, maybe you never know. Maybe that'll be. Maybe we're gonna go off crowd reaction. I would love to see him and Keith Lee going against each other. Um, that would be a route, and that was you know maybe that person eliminates Brock Lesnar, and that's how we get the setup for the WrestleMania match. Um, or third way, uh, what I've always thought, um, maybe. He does the old Stone Cold routine where we fuck him up, he's injured, he's out for the duration of the Rumble, and they bring him back at the end. And he just dominates and wins it all again. Uh, that's the that's three ways I would go about it. Um, do I want to see Brock Lesnar win the Royal Rumble? Not really. Um, but for the sake of maybe title for unification, yeah. I think it's a smart move. I think it's something that um, we should do. 
Um, Andrade was really impressed with week against Rey Mysterio. That's something that shines in my light. I don't got the none up in my face, but that's something I, he's a great athlete, great luchador. Um, he's learning. You could tell he's really perfecting the craft, and hopefully he's a U.S. United champion for some time. I would love to see him um, continue to have another match with Rey, maybe. And um, I like the way that uh, his manager, I'm really big on managers, n- not doing what the typical manager does, but just fucking just yell and just not be involved in the match. So his manager putting his foot on the rope when the when the count went to you know one two three and she put his foot on the rope for the third the three count. That's something I like distracting the referee at certain times. Good psychology. I believe you're gonna have a manager there in wrestling. The manager needs to do get in get involved somehow. We just don't need the manager screaming and stomping on the mat. That's just my opinion. Um, so we shall see what happens with that. Um, honestly, not the biggest fan of uh, how AOP and Seth Rollins was booked this week. I wasn't really happy with the way that was going on. I felt like, um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Big Show, but these this guy's supposed to be the Messiah of Monday Night Football uh, or Monday Night Raw, and um, AOP is supposed to be his um, security, his muscle, and they're supposed to annihilate people. That's what we've been taught so far, and for them just to get fucked up by Big Show and Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens, I wasn't a big fan of that, and. Um, we shall see what happens. I think it's going to be interesting how they go about next week. I believe they have a rematch next week. And um, we shall see. Let me see if I'm missing anything else about Raw this week that was really filling or something memorable. I don't really remember much. But that's how much and I'm just going off shit I, I liked. AEW. Awesome show in my opinion. Um, we had uh, Kenny Omega, I believe, and Adam Page versus the Private Party. It was a good showcase for both all, all four men. Um, I'm still not understanding why we have Kenny Omega, who's supposed to be a top five wrestler in the world. We still have him in these tag team matches. But maybe it is just to help um, the young guys out, help them get used to um, that TV time. Maybe to get him used to that TV time, that audience. Because, you know, this is the first time these men have ever been on TV uh, at, a, at a mainstream national level. So it's different. Um, when It's not an indie show anymore. It's not New Japan. It's something new. Uh, maybe that's what's going on. Maybe they're still getting used to that. Um, another thing I had a, a complaint that I had. We're gonna have them, you know, private party uh, kicked out of a lot of finishers. Um, I think we dilute the finishers, y'all. We gotta make the finishers mean something. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin stunned you. You were down for the count. Um, Brock Lesnar Undertaker. Uh, Brock Lesnar hits F five. Taker hits a um, tombstone. Sweet chant music. These moves were great because they fucking knew this was the end of this. this is the this is the last move before um this is the move to end this match. This match is over when they hit this maneuver, um and it's not like that sometimes. And it really takes away um it takes away the effect of that move. I'm not a big fan of that. Hopefully um again maybe that's just WWE um mentality that I have, and we shall see what happens. I don't just wasn't a fan of that. Um, MJF, man, that guy could do a fucking great promo. Was really a fan of the promo. Um, DDP coming out. Uh, looks like DDP's gonna have his return match. And I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not excited. This man is, um, 
He's a little, he's older, and I respect DDP. Everything he's done for the industry, everything he's done for his friends who have had overcome addiction problems and overcame, um, you know, just life issues. And he's helped out so many wrestlers I respect and care about coming up. And um, God, he did not look that great in the ring this week, y'all. I'm not being a hater. I'm just being really honest. I don't know if. I don't even know if he could take a bump right now. Uh, he, you know, it was nice seeing a diamond cutter. It was nice seeing him come out, defend Cody and Dustin Rhodes. And it looks like they're going to have a three-way match next week with uh, MJF. And I think uh, Warlow and there's a couple other guys in there with uh, DDP. And I'm not, I'm not sold on that, to be honest with you guys, man. I'm not really excited about that. It's going to, I don't want DDP to get hurt. I don't want him to fuck himself up over this angle. I'd rather him just do what, um, I'm cool with sporadic appearances. That's just me. Um, honestly, another thing to y'all, best wrestlers right now in AEW are Cody and Dustin Rhodes. Um, we look at this matchup this week. I believe they fought the Lucha Brothers. Let me just confirm that real fast. Don't want to be... Um, let me just... If I could just kind of remember what's going on here. Let me see. Excuse me. We'll do this right now. Let me just look at this real fast here. But you know, and let me just talk about it. Man, it looks like 14-3 Titans are beating the Baltimore Ravens. They're about to go into overtime. 50 seconds left in the second half. Talk about um surprises. Um maybe TNC just came really well prepared. Study a lot of film. Mike Rabel beat he beat the New England Patriots this week, y'all. Um Tennessee is not it's not gonna be a walk in the park. Let's see here. We got Lamar scrambling. Lamar going about to second and third. Let's get the first down. 31 seconds left in the second half. They did get the first down there. Let's see here. One minute. One minute. Sorry about that. Let me just find out what the fuck was going on this week because I be forgetting sometimes. I watch so much shit, it's kind of hard to keep up. Let's see here. Yeah, the Brotherhood, which we called, we called Cody and Dustin, they defeated the Lucha Brothers. And I'm a big fan of Pentagon and Phoenix. Um, it was great to see um, them get that win. But, God, it's so crazy how Dustin Rhodes, he's, fuck, he's a damn near 55, I think 54, 53 years old. He's rejuvenated. He's uh, reinvented himself again. And he's been, like I said, he's... Um, Performed and wrestled in four different decades, so he is really good to watch right now. Um, he's just a solid wrestler. He knows how to get around, knows how to pick a spots, knows how to get his opponents or his um, peers ready for that next spot. He's really a professional about how he carries himself in the ring, and um, it's been a resurgence that I, I wish all y'all just give it a chance, man. AEW is not a bad company. It's, it's it's new. It's an alternative, and I'm really appreciating what they have with their servants right now. Um, Pentagon and Phoenix are some of the best wrestlers in the world. So to see these guys who are a little bit older than them keep up with them and actually make it competitive and be, and you know, you can believe in it. It's awesome to see. One of my favorite, one of my favorite things going on in AEW is just the Rose Brothers. Um, you've seen them back in WWE as Stardust and Goldust, and it's a shame that um how WWE kind of let that go and how they just let them um just let them walk away. And uh, it's it's really exciting. I'm really um. I'm really excited about them getting this win. Um, it does kind of the only bad thing I guess you could say like pick a pick at it is just you know 
Pentagon and Phoenix are the, some of the best wrestlers in the world. And seeing them lose, it's like it's really deflated to their character. I know, and you know, wins and losses are supposed to matter. And um, seeing some of the best wrestlers get their asses kicked by these, you know, by these guys who are past a little bit past their prime, it's kind of disheartening for them. Um, but you know, the fashion that's happening, I can't complain. That's something I guess I could nitpick at if I had to. Um, not really mad at the decision. I'm not mad at, I'm, you know, I'm not a big fan of, um, I'm sorry to say it, I'm still not a fan of the women's division. Um, the women's division does not have me right now, does not, doesn't enlighten me. I'm not enthusiastic, I'm not enthusiastic about it, I'm not interested in it. There's nothing that keeps me wanting to come back. I fast forward to the women's wrestling, to be honest with you guys. I don't really, um... I don't get it. I don't understand what they have going on with the Nightmare Collective, Rio, um, and I know Karma. Um, let me see here. I'm sorry. What you know, Awesome Kong. Whoa, hold on, y'all. I'm just. I'm sorry. They just do a like they just do a fucking forty a forty five yard bomb with eleven seconds left, five yard line. Looks like Baltimore about to make this comeback right now. All these attempt to make the score. Um, you know, we're gonna lower this margin of um. Damn, that was a great catch. Great one-handed catch. Oh my god, that was awesome. It looks like they want to. Um, they're gonna bring it a little bit close for the halftime. Let's see what happens. Um, I'm not a fan of Awesome Kong. Um, you know what? And I apologize to her. I'm great. She's. A, I'm sure she's really good at her craft. And you know, she's had some great times that she's been on top of the game. But I don't think she has it anymore. And I'm sorry, just like DDP, I don't want to see people who lost more than a step in the ring. Um, we got to put our prime athletes out there. I think we got to put our prime wrestlers out there, our superstars out there. And um, it's just, it's just. I'm not a fan of the wrestling there. I'm not a fan of the. Um, I'm not a fan of it right now of the women's wrestling and the uh, AW. Uh, let's get skip ahead here. I know we've seen that. Um, I want to talk about what we have going on with MJ. Uh, I'm sorry, John Moxley and Chris Jericho. You know, I believe we talked about last week how Chris Jericho offered him a spot in his uh, group, the Inner Circle, and um, John Moxley accepted it. He accepted it, and it was an awesome angle. Uh, their celebration was really good. Uh, Moxley gave up, you know, he said he wants to learn from the best in the world, Chris Jericho. He wants to be a part of the best, you know, wrestling group they have right now, this stable they have right now. And um, it was really good. I felt, I felt bamboozled. I felt like it was, um, I didn't really think this was going to happen, you know. It was something that, uh, you know, we don't, ex I thought he was going to be a, an, um, an enemy, I guess he was going to be an opponent for Chris Jericho on that title. Um, to see him celebrate with all the bubbly was great. He had the inner circle shirt on. That was fun. Um, and then before the before the, the before the show was over, he says, I'm just kidding. I will never join the inner circle. Hits Chris Jericho with the head with a champagne bottle. Lays his ass out. Lays Sammy Guevara out with a double arm DDT. And man, awesome. Goes into the crowd. And the crowd loves it, y'all. The crowd is into this shit. He swerved me. And man, y'all, this is a good thing. This is why I don't go on social media sometimes when it's a wrestling night. I do not like to be fucking notified. I hate spoiler alerts. And um, I was definitely not. I was definitely. Um, 
I was enthusiastic. I was intrigued about this line. Um, they they bamboozled me. They got me, and I loved it. And um, he turns back to Chris Jericho. So it's like John Moxley and Chris Jericho are about to have this feud, and I'm all for it. I'm really excited for it. Hopefully, it continues to lead on. I believe the numbers this week was I think AEW got nine hundred seventy-eight thousand viewers. NXT, which I didn't watch this week. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, had about 600,000, so they are winning, they won the, the war this week, and um, that's good, I'm really excited for that, I'm really, I'm really glad they're doing healthy numbers, um, again, I don't want people, I don't want people to choose between these two people, these two um, companies, I want people to be able to win, I want everybody to fucking win. I want I want wrestling to prosper. The more wrestling companies that we have prospering, the more money our favorite athletes get to make. And there's nothing more special than that. And that's what something you really want to do. Um, shall we sell? We shall see what happens. Um, something that we shall see what happens is Tom Brady. Tom Brady released an Instagram post. You know, I think he you know gave gave shout out to his teammates. He's really grateful this year. And he feels like he has a lot more to prove. Tom Brady is a free agent this year. Along with Drew Brees, there's several free agents this year. Um, and do you guys see this? Do you see Tom Brady retiring? 43 years old, accomplished everything that you, you know, that you need to accomplish in this game. Um, a game of football. And um, honestly, I don't want to see him retire. Do I want to see him donning another jersey other than the New England Patriots? I don't know. Never, I never had that. I know that that um never had that experience. Just like all of us, don't know exactly what's gonna happen with them. I don't know who's on the market for a quarterback or not that would you know be a winner. Does he go to um? Let's see, does he? Uh, I don't see him going to Miami. I don't see him. Maybe he. I I would go with the division if I was him. Does he go to the New York Jets for a year? Does he go um? Let's see who needs a quarterback. Oh, man, there's so many scenarios. Does he go to Denver to help out for a year? I think it's a year thing. I think he maybe a year, mostly two. Um, who needs a quarterback, y'all? Who who needs something like who can step in and help lead the team to a playoffs? Who's gonna do it? And who's you know? I the man's never who has a good line because you know he's not a mobile quarterback in any shape or form. Does he? He I don't see him playing a backup role at all. Um. So I don't honestly I'm not I have to look at these roster lineups. See, I'm not really big on let's see here who the hell's gonna um who needs him right now. I'm thinking I'm thinking I don't let's see. Does he go to San Diego for a year? Is Philip Rivers down there? Is he done there for a year? We shall see. Um there's so many scenarios about how they could do this. I don't. Who would have thought Peyton Manning was going to go to the Denver Broncos? You know, you just never know nowadays. Does he go to um, Pittsburgh? Does Big Big Ben come back? Um, don't think that scenario. I'm just throwing. I'm just like I'm just throwing shit out. I'm just thinking here. I don't want to have a lot of pauses in my podcast. I'm just trying to think on the fly while I'm talking, which is fucking really hard for me to do sometimes. Um, let's see here. Chargers, maybe. Uh, man, you know what I really want to give a shout out to? Big shout out to Ryan Tannehill. Good God. Who would have thought this man would have made the comeback that he's making? Um, let's see here. Philadelphia, maybe. Does Philly take the chance on 
does Philly take the chance on um, on Brady? Uh, this thing needs somebody who has a good line, who's able to support him, who's able to, who's gonna be able to protect him, and someone who's gonna have, you know, who has wide receivers, who has tight ends, who has a lineup, who has a line, who has stars who could help him create. Um, he's gonna need that some type of system that's gonna really protect him. That's why I do kind of see him coming back to New England. Who does New England have? Who's gonna, who's gonna, who are they gonna bring in? Um, maybe they do draft a quarterback. This year, and they grew him for another year or two. That's possibly the only scenario I see. New England always makes the most sense. I wanted to go back. Um, I, I believe they attempted to give him weapons. You know, the Gorns of the world, Browns of the world. They attempted to give him help, but sometimes that just didn't pan out. So we shall see what happens. And um, does he retire? I'm gonna say no. Just because, you know, when they feel like they can still contribute, y'all, they're gonna contribute. So I definitely don't think Brady's return or retiring. And it's, it's going to be interesting what's going to happen in the next few weeks. Um, and it's going to be interesting, too. I think in six days, they're going to release a, um, I think it's called, um, I don't know if it's Confessions of Killer or Inside the Mind of a Murder. What the fuck this docuseries is called? It's going to be on Aaron Hernandez. Um, I'm really interested in this, y'all. I don't, let me tell you something, man. Netflix, <laughs> they're going to drop this uh, inside, let's see here, what the hell is this called? Let me see. This is going to be called, yeah, Killer Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez. And um, we all know he, you know, he was sentenced to life for killing his uh, soon-to-be brother-in-law. I remember, I know his name now, Odin Lloyd. I'll never forget that. I'll never, I'll never forget the time. Do you guys remember that was happening? Do you remember when he was, you know, getting pulled down that fucking white tee with his shirt's underneath his shirt? You could tell he just threw something on. He, you know, everybody said it wasn't him. Or he was at the New England Patriots facility. Like, man, this was a crazy time in football, y'all. One of the craziest times in football. Maybe the biggest storyline we had in some time. And um, it's going to be a three-part series. And, they're gonna, you know, he committed suicide in 2017. Um, it's crazy, man. It's... I don't know. I put the same thing we were talking about earlier. When you're surrounded by that life and you really want to be about that life and you're letting the drugs do you, um, yeah, this is this is a fucking recipe for disaster. Uh, I don't know if I need a docu series to tell me this. It's gonna be real interesting what happens. I really, I'm sure they're gonna dive into, uh, you know, the murder of his brother-in-law. I'm sure they're gonna dive into um, the gang life he was in. I'm sure he's gonna dive into um. You know, uh, the other murders he's been accused of. Um, it's crazy. This guy's supposedly accused of four murdering four people. And, yeah, he had it all. You know, he was probably, you know, playing football for the best organization in football at the time. Um, he was a pro bowler. He was he was the man. He was one of the probably top ten tight ends at the, in, you know, in the game at that time. And um, it's just crazy, man. You just, you know, the fall from grace is a fucking... Crazy thing, uh, you feel bad, you know. You really—it's a big what-if story. Um, but when you play football and you could, you know, do certain things, people really know those red flags. And that's a certain—that's a case of this right here. I think everybody kind of knew what he was about, and they ignored these red flags, y'all. They um, kind of just let him do what the fuck he wanted to do, just because you know he was that man. He was. You know, winning winning cures everything in sports. So 
I'm really, I'm, I'm gonna watch it. Don't really need to have them explain what the fuck happened. I think I know exactly what happened. When you're on meth and you're just doing dumb shit, it's, um, it's a crazy world. It's a crazy life. And, um, it's just sad, you know, someone, uh, of his caliber just threw all that fucking, threw all that shit away just for the street life, you know? And, um, it's gonna be real interesting on that. It's gonna be real interesting, um, and that, that's real interesting. I know we're all, I think we can't really beat around the bush. We're not the big. We don't talk a lot of politics um, on the podcast, but we definitely need to discuss the United States of America and Iran. Um, if I believe it was last week, uh, United States had a, a drone attack. One of the, I guess, top generals in Iran. Um, I don't know his last name. It's called. Uh, let me just look. I gotta do justice. So I gotta look the shit up. Let's see here. Let me see here. Let's see. Yeah. It was General Qasim Soleimani. And um you guys gotta remember, man, um it when it's a situation like this, it's really sticky. When you have um Someone who is uh, sponsored terror, who sponsors terrorism, um, and who is honestly okay with um, sponsoring tax against Americans at their our allies. Um, we're really in a real sticky situation. I know um, this man, Soleimani, was, uh, if you look up on the FBI website, he was one of the, you know, most wanted terrorists in the world. He's one of the most, um, one of the men who sponsored terrorism throughout the years. And let me tell you why I'm supporting of this. Uh, this didn't, um, this didn't require any American lives to be lost. First of all, it didn't require any lives to be um, put at risk. Um, American lives. I know of Bin Laden. We had a twelve-team task force. Whatever, go in there and snake them out. That's a whole different scenario, different times. This was a drone um, that did this and killed them. And, you know, it was a missile strike at the Baghdad airport. Um, we took them out. Uh, and that's something that, um, you know, y'all, I'm, I'm not big on this. I'm a, I am love my politics. I love to be involved. I love to be um, engaged in conversation. Um, sometimes I don't like to say exactly how I feel because sometimes I don't think people need anything to know. It's no one's business. But I support this 100%. You know, you got to remember, um, they would kill you and I and leave our bodies in front of our parents in front of the world display if they could. They hate Americans out here. Not saying all Iranians are, um, are horrible people. Not saying they all deserve to die. But when they're generals, their general, yes, this man was horrible to Americans. Um, this, if you look at here, uh, American defense contractor was killed um, on an Iraqi uh, base that was uh, that was provided by this man's group. Uh, it's not the first time they've done that. Um, they lead they lead these type of um, assignments to disrupt oil tankers. Um, this has been going back since the 70s, y'all. And you got to ask yourself, how long are we going to keep appeasing these people, these types of people? Um, 
And sometimes you just got to make the swift decision. I believe there was a red line that was crossed. And we do have to defend ourselves when the red line's crossed. We can't keep having Americans hurt and injured and killed. Um, do I think we should occupy Iraq still? Hell no. I believe we need, we need to get the fuck out of there. We do definitely need to bring our troops home. Um, I have friends who have been in Kuwait. I have a cousin going on deployment in, on Friday for six months. He'll be out there in the Middle East, I'm sure. He can't really say where. But it's just sad, man. And I know it's a sticky situation. Um, but it's just something that I believe that had to be done. Um they say death to America, and you cannot, you can't really believe everything the news says, y'all. These people don't really care for us. And yeah, I know we had this American imperialism um, the last few few years with the Iraq and occupying Iraq and Afghanistan, and we had this war on terrorism that's been going on since 2001 with the September 11th attacks. Um, I understand that. I know that that's a sticky situation for everybody. Um, but I think that it was a good reminder that we still do have the world's strongest and deadly military force in the world, y'all. There's no one that comes close to us when it comes to that. Um, and that, you know, people talk about Trump and, you know, we have Trump to supporters. We have Trump haters, you know. Um, but people, we cannot let the Trump hate that we have blind us from um, the reality that there are people out there still wanted to uh, disrupt our business in the Middle East, who would definitely kill our troops um, if they can. Uh, supposedly this man was still planning attacks on us, on our bases, on our allies' bases. Um, and if you look at the history that we have with Iran, there's been a lot of um, giving them passes, y'all. Really giving them... Um, Giving them um, hope and you know, then and, and just letting them know it's okay to do that. What we're doing is right. Um, again, maybe you know, maybe in the world it is okay to kill Americans, but in my world, I'm pro American, y'all. Um, I definitely want to. Um, I always pray for our troops, y'all. I come from a military family. Um, my parents, of course, weren't. My grandfather was. I have too many cousins on active duty still. I've always prayed for those troops, man. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't have to be Republican or Democrat thing. That's division, y'all. We gotta be united. Um, definitely pray for our troops. Definitely um, think about them. They're giving this ultimate sacrifice. They're stepping away from the civilian life. That. Sometimes we take for um, for granted, and they're putting all that to the side to defend our country. And some of them might may give the ultimate sacrifice, which is giving their lives for this country. We definitely have to back them up. And you know what? I talked to a few of them this week, and they are ready. They know the commitment they made. They will defend this country with all they have. They will give their soul up for us. And y'all, this is just something that's a reality. I know that um people are so, you know, the Republicans, the Democrats, you know, the Democrats are saying this. The Republicans are saying that. No, fuck all that. This is an American problem we have right now, y'all. We cannot let these people, this axis of evil, continue to knock on our door and punch us in the face and get away with it. You guys get, well, there's no logical reasoning for them to keep being appeased. We will not appease them. We will, we, we will definitely, we don't want war. I believe that 100%. When, when Trump said we don't want war, I believe that, man, honestly. There's, there's nothing good coming from war, y'all. Um, 
I know people talk about, you know, stall the ad, but the, you know, the, the defense um, manufacturers who manufacture the weapons, their stock goes up. Yeah, that's an everything. Chaos brings everything up. Um, and it's sad, man. I know it's sad, man. I don't want anybody to die. Who the fuck am I? You know, who are we? We're not God. I don't want anybody to fucking die, man. But this is the reality of a good versus evil um, situation. And um, it's really sad, man. It's really, it's, it's good. I hope it doesn't come out um, to be, it is a hope it is a result to this, another war. I don't want another war, man. Um, another thing, I wasn't really a fan of people making fun of World War Three. You guys have no idea what may happen. Um, it's not going to be a... It's not going to be this war like, you know, we just had the movie 1917 come out, you know, Trench Warfare or D-Day, World War II, Guerrilla Warfare with Korea and uh, Vietnam. Um, this is something completely different, y'all. This is going to be cyber warfare. This is going to be fucking, um, you know, poisoning our waters, um, our, disrupting our daily lives as much as we can. Everything's on this fucking phone, y'all. They would disrupt that. They would do whatever we can to make sure that we're... We, um, we do, you know, they're going to disrupt that. They're going to do whatever they can to fuck up our way of life. If there is a World War Three, I believe it's all cyber warfare, y'all. Everything's going to be cyber. I think every day they're fighting against these cyber hacks now. We don't want that, man. We don't want any type of war like that. We don't want the, the war at war. That's going to set us back so much. I'm not a I'm not a, I'm not an advocate for war. I'm definitely an advocate for making sure we have this red line that does not get crossed. And if you do cross this red line, we are definitely gonna show you we're not to be fucked with anymore. Um, I'm all for that. You know, we I think we definitely gotta back up our you know you know our United States. Um, I think we definitely need to back up our military. I believe we gotta back up our leaders, no matter if they're Democrat or Republican. And we gotta support our troops and make sure they are not treated the way they were back in the 70s and 80s, y'all. They were fucking treated like shit back then. We definitely gotta put them at this pedestal because they are giving us, they're doing what we don't have the balls to do. And I'm all for that. And I'm gonna continue to pray and, um, you know, hope that my cousin come back home safe in six months. I'm really nervous about that. Just talked to him this morning. Um, and it's going to be a... Uh, it's trying times in our nation, in our republic right now. And uh, just remember, man, it's bigger than us versus them. It's we. It's um, We need to be united. Um, don't give a fuck about political parties. It's not... It's bigger than that, y'all. Don't care if who you vote for. Just remember what we... We got to be united. We got to maintain this. Um, Iran just shot down... Admitted they shot down this plane with 182 people that all got killed. Where is the... Where is the the outrage in that, y'all? Where is the outrage in that? That's not right either. They can't continue doing shit like that. Um, I think there's this, this needs to be less hate for our leaders in charge and more of a realistic, um, I guess, realistic point of view, a realistic vision of what's going on, realistic, um. You guys gotta be really conscious of what really what's really going on out here, man. Um, again, uh, it's scary times, you know. And um, yeah, I'm not. Let me tell you the two. The Constitution. I'm a constitutionalist. Definitely need to. Con we definitely need to consult with Congress before we make any more strikes. I'm a firm believer in that. I would be a hypocrite if I didn't say that. I'm a constitutionalist and. Um, 
there is we do have restrictions on presidential authorities when it comes to um strikes like this. I think that Congress definitely needs to be informed. Don't know if this is an act of war. I believe this is just a um you know, this was a strike for our um how do I say this? This was a strike to protect American interests and American um lives. Don't know if it's an act of war though. Don't think we declared war with Iran. No not believe that. But then again, we took out the number two guy in charge. That's what kind of, yeah, that's a sticky situation again. If, imagine if they killed our vice president. Something to think about, y'all. But definitely, I'm, I, I, for once, I kind of agree with the United States um, House of Representatives. We definitely need to look at our presidential powers and, you know, the authority he has over them. We definitely have uh, resolutions that prevent this type of stuff. Definitely need to consult Congress. And I'm not talking about a fucking 30-minute sermon. Or seminar, you have to consult with Congress, y'all. Um, something that definitely needs to be done. Um, let's see what happens. I, like I said, um, let's just um, just keep praying, man. Just keep hoping for the best, and just make sure you guys give a good eye. Give up. Let's not be blindsided, okay? Let's be. Let's look at everything with open heart, and let's have open eyes and be realistic, okay? Um, Mac Miller has a new song coming out. Uh, looks like he has a new album coming out. It's called Circles. And let me just, um, I was really, man, that's another one we lost in 2019. Let me just read the statement real fast on his Instagram page. I believe his family put this out. Um, states, here we are. The act of having to write this all feels surreal. At the time of his passing, Malcolm was well into the process of, his of recording his companion album to swimming, entitled Circles. Two different styles complementing each other, completing a circle. Swimming in circles was the concept. He had been working with John Bryan, who after hearing some early versions of songs, cleared his calendar to help Malcolm fine-tune them. After his passing, John de dedicated himself to finishing circles based on his time and conversations with Malcolm. We are eternally grateful to John and to those who gave their best to to the difficult and emotional task of putting out this body of work. This is a complicated process that has no right answer, no clear path. We simply know that it was important to Malcolm for the world to hear it. One of the most difficult decisions in the process is how to best let people know about it, how to com communicate meaningful meaningfully while keeping sacred what should be kept sacred. So this will be the only post of any of his channels. Information regarding this release is Charity and Malcolm himself will be found at 92 to infinity. Thank you for all the fans who supported his, who've supported him unconditionally through the years. We miss him. We are left to imagine where Malcolm was going and, and to appreciate where he was. We hope you take the time to listen. The look on his face when everyone was listening said it all. With, humil hum with humility and gratitude. Malcolm's family. And the first single from this album was called Good News. Real laid back track. Um, what he was saying was really dope, man. And I'm um, not going to sit here and say I was the biggest Mac Miller fan. But definitely, this is hip-hop, man. And I'm all for hip-hop. It was real nice um, to hear his voice again. Something fresh and something new. I just hope that they say it keeps it true to him. I hope it's something that um, the fa his real fans, I guess, or his hardcore fans... Could relate to and who could um 
who really could appreciate it. What I don't want is a Tupac album like, um, let me see. Until the end time was okay. Loyal to the game. I didn't like that one. It was really, um, it was modernized. Um, better days. I didn't like the way they had some of that shit, like, saying he was recording with Trick Daddy. We never recorded with Trick Daddy in his life. Um, I want something that feels like he, you know, his finished product, his vision. We definitely need that. I want something that's really gonna, um, honor his legacy, um, uh, prolong his legacy, um, continue his legacy and hopefully bring full circle and not closure but some type of okay some type of i guess yeah some type of closure for his fans you know um it's really it's i guess it's the popular thing to drop albums from dead people um and 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 then not be what they really wanted in their heart you know i know it's difficult to do that when they're not here to you know to to inform and dictate the way the album sounds sonically or produced, but I really hope it stays um, close to his formula. I enjoyed this track. Good news is a dope track. Definitely put on a mix. Definitely still listening to it, um, and it's beautiful. I be I believe they're gonna do this right. I'm sure this family's gonna make sure they do it right. And um, rest in peace, Mac Miller, man. Good news. Make sure y'all check that out. And it's going to be, um, hopefully you have a good year in hip-hop. I'm really excited about where we're going to go with this. And um, I'm really excited what this new year has for me, y'all. Um, I don't want to get too into my personal life, but um, I'm in a relationship now with the woman that um, cares about me and I love her. Um, we've been dating for about three, four years on and off. Playing these little kid games with her, I'm not going to lie, I'm an asshole. Um... I always say I don't have time for a girlfriend or I don't want to be with somebody. And I just being, being an asshole, man. Me still trying to be a little kid. And I remember my stepdad telling me, Ernie, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't have both worlds. you got to choose one. And I'm uh, choosing this life. Um, I hope she listens to this. She knows that I really do deeply care about her. We've been together off and on again for four years, and I do love her as much as she loves me. I know she doesn't believe that sometimes, but I really do, and I hope that um this continues to work out, and we do this for us. Um, it's not an individual thing. It's not something uh, it's I'm trying to be as less selfish as I can. And um, fellas, good God, I'm I think I'm retiring. Good. God, what's going on in my life? <laughs> Don't know what. I'm kind of scared to be honest with you, but I'm just so used to living a certain way. And <sighs> I'm a sucker, man. I'm here. I'm gonna be. Um, I'm gonna be a good man, y'all. Sometimes you gotta be. Um, you gotta be in the right mind state. That's why I wanted to get sober. Not just for her though, just for me. But she deserves the best of me. You know, she brings out the best of me. Smart woman. Uh, painting my ass sometimes, but who isn't, right? You can't live with them, you can't live without them. Um, and I'm really excited, man. I'm really excited for this chapter. It's been ongoing, and I hope this solidifies um, whatever doubt she's ever had about me. Um, I'll do whatever I can to make her happy, and I really want to make her happy. And um, I just want to make sure that uh, I do right by her. Uh, I hope I... Uh, I hope I'm good to her. I hope I'm everything that she ever wanted in a, in a man in her life. Uh, I know how it is sometimes with um, women. They have high standards, and I hope I meet every standard beyond that. And um, I think I'm going to be I think I'm gonna be okay. I think we're going to be fine. I'm happy. I'm really excited for this. Uh, this is something uh, 
I'm not really big on putting my shit out there, to be honest with you. have never been that guy. I've had a bad relationship. I had a few relationships in my life that taught me some bad shit. And I gotta let I let that go, honestly. I bet this year was the year I kinda let that go. Um, stop blaming my exes for shit and putting this blame on myself and seeing that I'm the problem sometimes. I am the problem. That's sometimes I am the problem. And I gotta be man enough to um, admit that. Gotta be man enough to be willing to change and man enough to continue to be the best man I could be. Um, it's gonna be a great ride. I probably won't get into it for the rest of the podcast, but I just like I wanted to vent about. Get this is this therapy for me, y'all. This is just something I've been talking about. Just I don't know. Sometimes I just want to vent, and this is I'm really happy with my girl, and she's a good woman, man. Uh, treats me better than any woman I've ever been with in my life, and um, it's bigger than most things, you know. It's not about um, it's not about I guess the regular shit. It's about being happy. It's about being able to say, "Damn, someone who really cares and loves me." It's accept me, and she's always accepted me for me, and I gotta be really appreciative of that. I gotta see that, yo, I'm lucky. I'm really lucky, man. And we're going to title this episode Lucky Man because I'm going to be a lucky man for the rest of this year. And um, hopefully this year brings everybody love, happiness. We get into um, things that we're take. Let's get out of our comfort zone. Let's succeed. Let's strive. Let's be better people. Um, let's keep doing that, y'all. I'm getting out of my comfort zone. And I'm ready. I'm going to knock it out. I'm, gonna, I'm going head on with this. And I'm ready. And I hope y'all ready too. It's going to be a great year. This is episode 35. This is the STS Podcast. My name is Ernie C. The Gap 2 Genius. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. STS Podcast 661. Remember, um, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, iHeartRadio, Spotify, SoundCloud. Wherever you can find us, we're going to be on there, y'all. I appreciate y'all listening today. Ernie C. The Gap 2 Genius. We out.